to Nerding on the DVAX, one and only. I'm Son slash Phoenix, and this is Dad slash Chris. Yes, I love it every time. We say it every time. <laughs> so, yeah, welcome yes, back, right. guys. Uh, the shirt again. Yeah, Nerding on the DVAX. So, uh, repping the brand, the pod, uh, the show. You can check us out uh, on Spotify, your favorite podcast player, uh, or YouTube. We love a follow, subscribe, likes, all that great stuff. We're also on Twitter and uh, TikTok. And TikTok, yeah. So yeah, come I come find us. I run the TikTok, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you do. It's very good. And rocking it over there. Yeah. <laughs> we pick up quite a few subs- uh, followers. It's kind of shocking, and uh, and so. I shouldn't say that. That's kind of mean. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing a bang up job. Um, so, uh, not not necessarily a lot to talk about. Obviously, with the holidays, uh, we recorded one on Christmas Day, and we're a couple days late again on yeah. getting this one. It, we're going to be changing the schedule here going forward, uh, being that because of Phoenix being in school and having to balance work and uh, and having a toddler at home still, uh, which we're going to get him on the pod sometime because yeah. that's awesome. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> um, and so uh, he's going to become our mascot. <laughs> and then we, uh, w- w- instead of trying to sit down once a week uh, and find an hour and a half to record after, you know, set up and break down, we're going to do a, just two episodes a week at about 30 minutes, uh, instead of one 60 minute episode. And I think it'll be a little bit easier to, to make that work. So it'll gonna... also be better for you guys. Cause you get to learn more about, <laughs> well, it'll be the same amount of time, but it'll just be different. So, uh, we'll, we'll probably be releasing content on the, on Thursday mornings and then again on Saturdays, uh, going forward. So you'll get a, uh, a, a fill of us. Uh, other than that, um, anything that you wanted to bring up Phoenix before we dive into our first topic? No, not really. Um, I mean, the baseball season's coming up with the preseason almost ending, right? Yeah, we've got we've got about six weeks to pitchers and catchers reporting here in Arizona. Yes, all of them, half the league. So it'll be a lot of fun, obviously. So let's hop in. The first thing I want to talk about just some just covering some basic stuff. Uh, some notable minor league free agents that we've signed. So there's a actually a uh, there's a Twitter account. Uh, and he's got a Substack. His name is Goldie Happens. I want to shout out to Goldie Happens. Uh, he has a, in his Substack and on Twitter, he does a really amazing job of covering uh, in depth these minor league signings uh, that that the D backs have going on. And some of them I wanted to bring up, and a, a couple of one of these I wouldn't have even known about if it wasn't for him. So that's incredible, and it's the first one I want to talk about. So, like I said, go follow him on Substack, Twitter. Goldie happens; he's fantastic. We love uh, you, Goldie. <laughs> and so, uh, both both the writer and the baseball player, and the and the one that went to a bear's house. Oh yeah, the with the locks. Yeah. How clever! I like yeah. it. That's Thank it. You. Thank <laughs> that's why. That's why he's on the show, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah. So the first one is uh, that I want to talk about is Andre Shabaro. Uh, I hope I'm getting that name right. He's a, a third baseman. He's only 24 years old, which is young for a minor league sign. It looks like he was probably a 40 man casualty from uh, the Yankees. I'm sure the Shaparos would not be offended. <laughs> if you watched good, the second episode. Good callback. If you watched the second episode, you would see why I said that. <laughs> and, uh, and so, from 2019 to 2022, he crushed the ball in the minors for the Yankees. It was absolutely incredible. This dude looks like looked like a monster and was destined for stardom at the major league level. Uh, and uh, that includes a 158 WRC plus in 2022 at AA. And let me tell you, when you can rake like that at AA, that that indicates some pretty uh, bright future, especially when you're 
but just 22 years old and you are raking like that at double a that is uh that is a bright future kid and then uh it fell down to 90 at triple a in 2023 and that was enough for he was he was coming up needed to be added to the 40-man roster or uh take his walk-in papers and he took his walk-in papers and uh and the and the D-backs, uh, you know, Mike Hazen doing his thing. Great signing. Great under-the-radar signing. Uh, I didn't even notice it. Wouldn't have known unless Goldie brought it up. And so he could very well be the 2025 opening day third baseman. It would not surprise me at all. Uh, he's got that kind of upside. So I hope I hope we do see him. We may even get to see him later this, this season. Uh, he's not on the 40-man. Uh, but he is, he's probably going to be one of the first position players added. And if he forces his way onto the major league roster, awesome for him. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you didn't tell me about this in the, when we were getting set up, but I do, I do want to see our new free agent that we got. I think it was either Eugenio Suarez, which I... <laughs> <laughs> said wrong in the second episode go watch it but or it's Eduardo I think it is called he's called it's one of those people Eduardo that. Rodriguez yes what that Eugenio Suarez he's the third baseman I knew it okay and so I I, I would want to see him and see how he performs but I would I mean the, I would also like to see how he how Andreas Chaparro performs so Suarez has only got one 2024 is his only season under contract so he might be gone uh at, after after this upcoming season anyway I don't think he would take Suarez's spot on the roster by any means unless Suarez got hurt Shaparo might be the guy that they bring up to fill in for him if it's an extended injury but other than that we probably won't see him in the in the majors that uh unless he's a september call-up but still he could be here 2025 it, you know i'm not saying i don't think that's likely but it could happen uh my money is on perdomo opening the 2025 season as the third baseman and then keeping the seat warm for this guy if he has a good 2024 here uh, so another signing they made, Kevin Newman. Uh, you could say he's a new man. Yeah, he is. He, I, I hope he's a new man. Actually, that's not fair. Kevin Newman's been a good, solid major league player. Just, you know, he's, I don't know, 33, 34 years old. And at this point, he's, he's a backup infielder. He's solid depth. Uh, and he probably starts the season with the big league team. Uh, actually, which is great, you know, love, love Jace Peterson, but I'd probably take him on the roster over Jace Peterson. He definitely pushes Emmanuel Rivera to triple A because we're going to want Newman over Rivera for sure. And the one bright spot for Newman is he hits lefties really well, which we're going to discuss that a little bit later in the show but that's a that's a real benefit on this roster and he could he could force himself into some action with uh with that specific skill and he plays solid defense he's been a short majorly shortstop from most of his most of the last five six seasons of his career and that's not too bad you got to be a good defender to play major league shortstop for that long uh so the uh let's move on to the next guy tucker barnhart he is a left-handed hitting catcher. He's not a very good defender. Barnhart was really good up through 2021 and then 2022-2023 as catchers and volatility are happen uh, happen to do. He pretty much fell apart at the plate and his defense kind of slipped as well. Uh, he I I hope he is not the backup on the major league roster to Gabby. I'm concerned that he's going to be. I, he's really more of a triple-A depth piece. He's the third guy that you would want to add at one point. Uh, but if someone gets hurt, but I don't feel like he's the guy you want taking 40 starts behind the plate for the team. And then finally, they added Logan Allen. <laughs> So, 
let's talk about Logan Allen. He's not really anything. He's very meh. He's uh, he's Triple A depth. It, I would be absolutely shocked if he ever pitched an inning for the Diamondbacks. Uh, oh, there you go. He's a pitcher. <laughs> yeah. If you didn't know the position. <laughs> yep, and uh, he was solid through. He, he's still only twenty six, so maybe he surprises. But he's solid through Double A, then fell apart when he moved to Triple A, and he has had some major league experience, but he just has never gotten it together. The reason I bring up Logan Allen is because some of you may have thought, "Wait, they got Logan Allen." That solid rookie starter from the Guardians? How did they pull that off? I did not think of that, but I'm sure some <laughs> other people did. So here's the thing. Logan Allen was actually drafted by the Guardians, and so was Logan Allen. They were playing in the, in the Guardians minor league system at the same time. Logan Allen is only about 15 months older than Logan Allen, and their names are spelled exactly Alike in 2021, both of them played for the Guardians uh, in their minor league system. And if you were not a Guardians fan, having two Logan Allens at roughly the same level of projection on the same in the same system was kind of a confusing time. And even when I saw them sign Logan Allen, I was like, wait. Which Logan Allen? Even and, I'm confused. <laughs> and so we got the we got the the other Logan Allen, and uh, you know I hope he has a great season. I hope he finds whatever he had back when he was 22, 23, 24 years old, uh, and it, it brings a magical season to the D-backs. But I'm not so sure that's going to happen. So that's really it. Again, shout out Goldie Happens. Go follow him. Substack Twitter. Uh, so then, uh, the, the next thing I wanted to talk about, we're just going to briefly touch on this cause this has been kind of talked about ad nauseum in, in D-backs land. And that is Zip's projections just came out a couple days ago for the D-backs. Zip, didn't we talk about that last podcast and the <laughs> podcast after that and the podcast after that? <laughs> Before, so before that, not after that. So so Zips is uh, Zimborski's uh, projection system. Ironically, Zimborski, Dan Zimborski. It's named after Dan Zimborski, uh, whose last name actually starts with an S, but he it's pronounced with a Z. And so he calls his projection system Zips instead of Sips. Uh, and frankly, that sounds better. Uh, <laughs> and so. Yeah, uh, if you don't know, Dan Zaborski is a writer for Fangraph, Fangraphs, uh, which is my favorite site uh, out there for MLB uh, league-wide as well as minors coverage. And uh, th their database of ball players is incredibly deep with all kinds of metrics that you can get lost in analyzing for days. Uh, so, uh, many people consider Zips to be the most accurate public projection model out there. Uh, many of the, uh, not industry insiders, but industry, industry analysts and so, uh, public analysts. And so, um, the algorithm, uh, projects out each play, what each player will produce in a full season. So it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily account for playing time at the start. So the first thing that they do is in a full season, here's how many plate appearances that they would get, and here is what they'd be likely to produce. Then they take age, accountant to age, position, scouting grades, comparables, a whole host of factors, and they regress uh, those numbers into playing time for the team over 162 games using a, using a tool called depth charts. And so this then gives them how many play appearances that they think they will have as they fit into the team uh, over a 162 game season, not each of them playing 162 game season themselves <clears throat> as a projected starter. So uh, it's actually quite rosy on the D-backs, uh, which is awesome. I didn't- What do you mean by rosy? Good. Hey. Oh. Rousey means good. Uh, they are projecting the team for about an 86-win season as of right now. And uh, that's uh, that's not too bad. Projecting a, a team that went had 84 wins last season uh, to be an 86-win season now uh, with just a couple of changes in, in personnel is pretty impressive and uh, shows... 
really a lot of projected improvement from their young guys on their roster, which is kind of what the D-backs are set up for. Uh, no surprise. Uh, nothing's particularly surprising. Uh, you know, Jordan Lawler, um, which I'm going to bring him up again later in the show, uh, is projected to be better than, uh, than Geraldo Perdomo as a shortstop in 2024 already as just a 21-year-old, which is absolutely incredible. Um, make, uh, sure to make sure to remember that line when we, <laughs> when we get to, when we get uh, onto our, onto our, oh my God, to our next part. Yeah. So, next parts of our show. Yeah. So, uh, so Lawler, uh, you know, I know people had kind of a, a, a rough taste of him in 2023. Casual fans might not be too high on him still, but you got to remember guys, this kid was ranked a is ranked a top 10 projected prospect in major league baseball. And he is going to be a monster. He was only 20 years old that he even got himself up to the majors at 20 years old shows in incredible talent. And, uh, and I'm so high on him. Another player that they are incredibly high on is Cattell Marte. I, we've all heard of him before. We've all heard of him before. <laughs> That's right. What he's what he's a switch hitter, if you guys didn't know. Um, I feel like everybody knows about him, but continue on how he's very high. Yeah, so they just they think he's going to be nearly a four win player, a definite all star, one of the best. You know, now that Mookie Betts is going to be moving to second base, probably can't state claim to the best second baseman in in the National League, but uh, he has a shot at being the second best <laughs> second baseman in the National League, uh, which losing out uh, to a likely for future first ballot Hall of Famer uh, as being the next best at your position, not a bad place to be. <laughs> so... Um, so it, very impressive. I, it'd be, I have no doubts Cattell Marte can live up to that projection. Uh, and then uh, it also projects the two pickups that the D-backs just got, um, Eugenio Suarez and Eduardo Rodriguez. Wow, I talked to about them before. Huh? <laughs> to, be, to be essentially what we hope for. Rodriguez is uh, likely, and I think this is probably true. I mentioned this when we talked about the signing. I think he's probably, by the end of the season, going to be considered the Diamondbacks' second best pitcher um, and, uh, and take that mantle from uh, Merrill Kelly. Though, I mean, honestly, all three of those guys are are fantastic. It's a credible three-headed three approach that they've got going. And if all three, you know, God willing, make it through uh, healthy to October, that's going to be an incredibly formidable pitching starting rotation to be facing in the playoffs. So can't wait to, to see that happen. Suarez... Some people may think it, it, his numbers project to be a little ugly. They, they're kind of what I expect. You gotta, you gotta take into account he had a, a a big bump in his defensive numbers in 2023 that hadn't really existed prior to that, and so you probably need to account for that and. Uh, and regress that into being more what he was as a third baseman prior to that. Maybe he can hang on to the defensive gains. We'll find out. Uh, but most likely, he's he's probably a good, solid, to average to slightly above average uh, third baseman. And that's a huge improvement. I mean, that's uh, those two guys alone are are pretty much. Uh, four win two three I would say two to three win improvements together over the replacements of what they got for production in those positions in 2023 and so that that's incredible three four wins even I would say uh so that's great other they're also pretty high on the young starting pitchers which I didn't expect uh, you know the one thing that the, the Diamondbacks have not a lot of high ceiling young talent uh, coming up for from the minors for pitchers. Uh, the, you know, Tommy Hunter, Ryan Nelson, 
Slade, Cajoni, those guys are fine, but none of them are big strikeout pitchers, and they're not really great at limiting walks either. Uh, you know, Tommy Hunter and Ryan Nelson in particular are uh, are under uh, are under twenty percent strikeout rate and over a ten percent walk rate, I believe, and that's not a great recipe for success. So, uh, I hope. I hope they can turn around. The, they're especially high on Tommy Hunter. <laughs> Check this out. I don't even know if you know this name. Does Tom Glavin mean anything to you? Tom Glavin was was the cop for Tommy Hunter. <laughs> he's a hall. He, he's a first ballot Hall of Fame pitcher from the primarily played in the '90s and 2000s. Uh, but he just went in about eh, maybe a, what eight nine years ago. Uh, so yeah, just uh, that's. That's that's gaudy praise. Um, we'll see if he can keep keep that up. They really really like Slay Kachoni. They think he's probably going to be the best of those three. Um, it's not a huge fan of Ryan Nelson, uh, which I'm not surprised. Ryan Nelson's uh, inputs, his peripherals were kind of ugly in 2023, despite getting all those innings. Uh, he was more of just an innings eater than a difference maker. Uh, it, it, you need those guys. They make great sixth starters, guys who can come in and fill in the fit on the on the major league roster when someone goes down and not hurt you, but not they're not going to do much to help you. They have nice four or five year careers, and uh, you know maybe Ryan Nelson can unlock something. But right now, that's kind of what he looks like. He's going to be the the big bummer, and I don't think anyone's surprised by this. The system loves Dre Jameson. <laughs> But of course, we all know he's going to miss all of 2023 because of UCL surgery. So I just, got, I just got to say, the way you spell Ryan Nelson is not what you think. You're probably thinking, like, oh, I know how to spell Ryan. It's actually spelled R Y N E. Yep, it's crazy. Ryan Nelson. If I if I was if I was his teacher, I would have been like, uh, Rin Rin Ryan, not Ryan. I'll tell you that. So uh, I feel like I feel like it's a yeah. it's a very it's a very big thing to have really weird names on our in our podcast. Like you got Jack Peterson, you got a, <laughs> you, you just got a bunch of people like Eugenio Suarez. Like come on, man, and like Solar and uh, it, there's just so many weird names on our podcast, but we all love them so. That's right. Hoy. We're just gonna we're just gonna <laughs> keep going. I'm gonna keep trying to spell it. I'm just, I'm gonna keep trying to say their name, and we'll see what happens. So, <laughs> I love it. All right, so let's get on we'll, to our we'll keep, next topic. Yeah. So the next thing I want to talk about because yeah, this is and I get there's not a lot to talk about in the off season. So the one thing D backs fans just keep keep going on and on. It's all the it's all the conversation is who are they going to add for a bat to their lineup? They've got they've got an obvious hole uh, at DH and they could you and they don't really have anyone any great hitters off the bench. Though to be fair, this the projection system is pretty pretty high on Jake McCarthy having a, a nice bounce back in 2024 and he you know, he with the defense that he brings, he's really more of a fourth outfielder. But giving him some, giving some reps out in left field and putting Guriel at DH occasionally wouldn't be the worst thing. Or you know, given, uh, given Corbin, Corbin Carroll, I almost called him Corbel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say Jamie Carroll. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, we could uh, could give him a day or two off his feet from every now and then. Uh, but so. We're going to put this, there's uh, the split that you see up on the screen. This is uh, career WRC plus splits differential for top six, for the top six hitters in the D-backs lineup right now. And uh, WRC plus, for those who don't know, we talked about this before, but it's weighted runs created plus. There is just a weighted runs created. The plus just normalizes it to league average as 100 uh, all of these guys are are above 100. Like they're all ab somewhere between uh, good and great MLB hitters. Uh, um, but they all all players, mo almost all players have splits. Uh, Left-handed hitters usually have more uh, more dramatic splits than right-handed hitters do. 
and switch hitters usually have the most muted splits. But that's not always the case, as we'll, as you can see. Uh, so WRC Plus, a shorthand way to explain it is it's like OPS Plus, which OPS Plus gets is just taking OPS and normalizing it to uh, to what their what their uh, uh, um, what the league average is. But WRC Plus weights it a little differently, giving uh, incorporating. Uh, Weighting mostly weighting uh, on base percentage a little higher than slugging percentage, and there's some other co components to weighted runs created plus uh, that gets you there, but that's the that makes up for a large part of the difference. So usually, if you go and you look up a weighted runs created plus for a player, it's going to be almost the same thing as OPS plus. So a lot of people like to cite OPS. Weighted runs created plus is pretty much the same thing as OPS, just using it on a different scale. Uh, and so to give you an idea, uh, Carroll, as you can see, mashes right-handed pitching. And uh, after that, you have five hitters in a row who all hit left-handed pitching really well. See, see, this is why I said in our last episode that Jock Peterson is going to be there. Want to know why? That <clears throat> because you know what that said about Michael Brantley? I didn't Apparently. say anything about Michael Brant. Oh yeah, I drafted him second. I obviously lose that draft. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, he lost that draft. It, it's on our TikTok if you want to go hear it. You know, go on our TikTok. No, no, the D-Vax. But um, Michael Brantley retired uh, today or a few yeah, days ago? just today. Just today. Yeah, just a, so, just a few hours ago, it got it, it came out. So yeah, Michael Brant. Yeah, that this is why you see the. The uh, the scratch uh, his name is now scratched out. Unfortunately, uh, barely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't see it real well, but it is. There's a good strike through there, and uh, so uh, so in order to counteract this obvious imbalance in the lineup, it's even more evident now that the D-backs would be best served if they wanted to optimize their run production. Because one thing that maybe most people don't know. Having this kind of imbalance in your lineup is actually rather counterproductive and could very easily lead to a an average offense league in the entire National League uh, because you face right-handed pitchers in 70% of your team's at-bats are going to be against right-handed pitchers. And having your team crush lefties and struggle, uh, you know, respective to their abilities. There's still a solid lineup versus right-handers. There's no question about that. Yeah. But they're gonna they're gonna demolish lefties. They're gonna struggle a little bit against right-handers as it is. And uh, you know, I know a lot of people want JD Martinez. I'm not opposed to JD Martinez. I think Martinez would be great if they signed him. Fantastic. He's he's the best hitter left on the free agent market. Just flat out, he's the best hitter left on the free agent market. Uh, if you're if you're looking for you know just one or two more seasons of just awesome hitting, JD Martinez is your guy. That said, JD Martinez is still a pretty dramatic split. Uh, between lefties uh, versus lefties and versus righties. It doesn't really, you know, no doubt just because J.D. Martinez is a stud, he's going to make the team better versus right-handed pitching, but he's going to make them even more better. It's a weird way to say that. Okay. <laughs> Against left-handed pitching. And what J.D. Martinez does versus left-handed pitching is essentially what Jock Peterson, your boy, yeah! Jock Peterson, does versus right-handed pitching. They literally have this, the same uh, expected WOBA uh, for the last two seasons combined, and uh, but Peterson does all his damage against right-handed pitching. And he'd be good. I knew and, he'd be good when I saw his name. And for <laughs> Jock, I just knew it. I just knew it. So I, he has he has now moved to the top of my list of guys I'm interested in. Belt as well. Uh, you know, Martinez is great. The thing is, Martinez is going is the best hitter out there. He's going to get shopped hard by the Toronto Blue Jays, the uh, possibly the New York Mets. 
the San Francisco Giants, I'm sure, are after him. Just teams with much deeper pockets that are going to outbid the D-backs. I just don't think that there's much of any chance of J.D. Martinez coming back. And I know a lot of it is just the romance of the one half season. And it was a, one of the greatest half seasons in Major League Baseball history that Martinez put up after that trade. Uh, or I should say one of the best two two-month stretches any player has ever put up in Major League history um, after he got traded here to the D-backs, but it doesn't really impact my opinion of what he can bring to the table in 2024. Uh, and I I just really think, you know, going seeing this disparity, this imbalance in how the lineup is constructed right now just makes it more obvious that getting a, a right-handed masher in there like Jock Peterson like Brandon Belt, because both of them, as good as a hitter, and like I said, J.D. Martinez is the best hitter left on the market. As good of a hitter as he is, both Peterson and Belt are going to out-hit Martinez versus right-handed pitching. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, you see the R's, WRC+, plus. I mean, it really speaks for itself here. And the imbalance is absolutely crazy. I mean... There's, I mean, what what is there, one more uh, guy on the D-backs that can hit another right-hand, that can hit against right-handers? Alec Thomas, it looks like he's probably going to be a solid batter against right-handers, but that's, that's literally, you know, and Geraldo Perdomo, I guess, <laughs> um, it can hit, you know, he's a right-handed hitter who has what's called reverse splits. Kind of like Justin Turner, who you see, who's really more of a balanced hitter. He doesn't really have a weak side. Um, yeah, I guess we'll address Perdomo, then I'll go to Turner. Uh, Perdomo has reverse splits, but he's he's also got a short track record in the majors. And so I can't imagine that's going to hold over his career. And he's almost certainly going to finish being a better hitter versus lefties when we look back at his career in eight, ten years. And so I... Uh, well, hopefully longer than that. He's only 24. I shouldn't be so disrespectful. Um, maybe 10, 12 years, we'll look back at Perdomo's career and uh, and see he was a better hitter against lefties. Uh, it's just starting this way. And so, um, uh, but Al Thomas could be a weapon against righties for sure. Uh, my, But that's still only two guys. Yeah, you definitely need a third guy who can smash and, a right hand. Because if a right hander, uh, if a right-handed pitcher comes up to the to the mount and you have which is going to be 70 percent of the at-bats and you have all these guys who can hit left-handers i mean and you only have two guys who can hit right-handers pretty well it's going to be a very it's a it's going to be a struggle to get points on the board and you can't really rely on two guys and if we just add another third if we add another guy in there who can just smash right-handers, I feel like it would be a very uh, a very good fit for the Diamondbacks lineup. And, and just because these guys are better against against left-handers, I don't mean to infer that they're not still solid against righties. All of them still are average to above average hitters versus are slightly above average hitters against righties. They're, they're just they're much, most of them are much better versus lefties. That's all. And so they're going to hit lefties better than righties. But I'd rather be have a team that hits righties better than lefties because you're going to be facing them so much more often. Uh, so I would, hopefully they, you know, again, would not be sad at all. I don't want that to come out this way. Uh, we would get J.D. Martinez. Uh, but... Uh, but Peter Sinnerbelt seem with the current iteration of the roster to be a better fit for what the Diamondbacks want to accomplish in 2024. And then you got Soler. I just want to put out there, I'm out on Jorge Soler. Jorge Soler, especially against right-handed pitching, this is going to shock most people. Jorge Soler has a dangerously close to league average career OPS versus right-handed pitchers. He makes his money off of lefties, and he's really not even that good. He's the he has got the lowest career OPS of 
all of the free agents left on the market, all of these free agent bats. He's got the lowest OPS. Uh, it's not that much higher than Tommy Pham. It's kind of shocking. Uh, and for the, he's just a very high, he, he hits the ball a ton. He hits a lot of home runs, but he doesn't do a lot outside of that. And he's not a good fielder. I just, I, I don't get the appeal. Turner, he's 39 years old. He's been regressing for pretty much five straight seasons now. Uh, and I, I don't, he looks like the bottom is about to fall out. He looks like Nelson Cruz going into the 2022 season where he was, and he wasn't even as good as Nelson Cruz in the seasons leading up uh, as, as Nelson Cruz was in, in 2019, 2020, 2021. And uh, he's already fallen further than Cruz did. And 2022, this, which was his age 41 season, the bottom just fell out on, on Nelson Cruz. And, and Justin Turner is looking like he's following pretty much the same trajectory, except for it's probably going to happen this upcoming season at his age 39, maybe 40. I don't want to be the team having to roster him and keep him in the lineup because uh, when he's struggling to just hit league average. Um, and so that's my position on Turner. Uh, you know, I, I, I'd take him on a one in seven year contract considering he declined uh, a player option for 13 million with the Boston Red Sox. I just can't imagine that he's interested in taking anything less than 13 million, which I don't want to be the team that gives him that. I think you'd be crazy to give him 13 million. I actually can't believe that he took that, that he declined that option. It's kind of crazy. Um, so, uh, finally, let's move on. We, All right. So this is this is what we've been wanting to do. We've talked about this since we started the podcast. So I just want to I want to introduce it into a fun way. So at school today, there was this guy who was like, "Who are the D-backs?" And all I said was, "Did you really just say that?" Yeah. Did you really just say that? That is our new game. It is. Uh, it's really fun. Did you really just say that? There you go. <laughs> yep, that's right. So we've got this game that we're going to play. It's called, did you really just say that? So here's how it's going to work. We are going to make three predictions each. They've got to be quantifiable. Um, we're going to keep track because this is a baseball show. We're going to keep track of all the predictions and we're going to track them as hits slash batting average. And then a prediction that seems all of the predictions have to be kind of unlikely to happen. You know, this is baseball. The yeah. singles are, you know, singles, you, you bat 300, you're doing great. So, um, so those singles, you know, you probably want like a 40% chance, no higher than 50% chance of that actually coming true. Uh, doubles are going to be like those, those 20, uh, 20 to 30% chance of coming true home runs that less than 20% chance of coming true. And so, <laughs> so uh, we'll agree on the type of outcome of each prediction and what it's worth when we make it. Uh, we might throw it out to the audience occasionally for uh, for a vote, for a tiebreaker. So uh, if that happens, we hope you'll join us. And then uh, in the future, we also would like to have guest predictors on each show uh, to make their own predictions. So let us know if you're interested in joining one day. Let's uh, let's see what you think. So you said vote instead of vote. I'm just pointing that out. I wrote vote. I said vote. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, sorry. He he has this thing that he writes up all the time, and he, I I'm sorry. I just like it. It really came to me. I really wanted to say it, but yeah. okay. I mean. I, I'm sure Dad would be like, "Did you really just say that?" But <laughs> did you really? You, did you really just say that? Do you want to? Do you want to flip a coin to see who goes first? Oh uh, no, you can go first. It really doesn't matter. Okay, I'll go first then. So my okay, I'll start something about here. Okay, so my for my first prediction, um, I would say Corbin Carroll will have. Uh, will have 10 triples at the end of the season. Now, I went to go search this up to see how many triples he had the last season, and he had 10 triples last season. Now, 10 triples is really hard to get, I feel like. So, 
That's right. Because how many players in all of Major League Baseball had two, 10 triples? Like two? Two. There were two. There were two. So <laughs> I was one of them. If he does, if he does it again, I would be really surprised. And I, I think I think that's a I think that is a solid double, kid. That's a solid double. We'll enter that into the book as a solid double. Of course, we're not going to be able to write that one off until either he hits it or the season's over. So it's going to be a while. Yeah. Uh, for sure. To get that prediction, so. Um, yeah, I love that prediction. That's a that would be awesome if he did it. Um, I would love it if he did it. You know, I that's a that's gonna be hard to achieve, but uh, it's in there. Obviously, he did it as a rookie. He can certainly do it again. Yeah, he could. You could. Whoa, what's it? He could for sure do it again. That's right. He really said that. Yes. I, I really said that. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, let's see. Next up, I'll take my first prediction. So my first prediction is we just had Zips come out. So on the back of Zips and them being projected for 86 wins, I am going to come out and say, while I think the D-backs are likely to be uh, the, the second favorite, the second highest favorite in the NL West, to win the NLS. I actually think they're going to be projected to be finished third in the NLS by fan graphs. And the reason I say that is the Padres were projected to be uh, a 98 win team and the best team in baseball last season by fan graphs. And I just, despite losing Jorge Soler and, uh, and losing, um, a bunch of their pictures, including Blake Snell. I, uh, I, I love how your voice went over uh, there. I, it made me laugh so well, hard. They lost their entire starting rotation, except for you, Darvish. Um, they'll, uh, I still think that with a, another, a full season projected of Fernando Tatis and the kind of season that he put up, uh, I think he, I think he will be able to, I think they'll still be projected to finish by fan graphs ahead of of the D-backs. It's going to be very close, but I still think I think the D-backs will probably be, you know, they'll their final projection will probably be around 86 or 87 wins and I think the Padres are probably going to be closer to like 80 88 to 90 wins. And so I it, would also say that's a double. I mean, that's just me. I said that. I just said that. He just said that. <laughs> so, so, uh, so yeah, that's that's what I think we we uh, we'll see uh, come opening day. Uh, unless there's, of course, any big injuries, are gonna throw this whole thing in, in, in this whole. I mean, all of these predictions in a disarray, but uh, yeah. that one especially. So yeah, Corbin Carroll gets injured. I'm just like. <laughs> I mean that secures my prediction, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So take it away, Phoenix. What's your second prediction? All right, my second prediction. I feel like this is a very good one. So the D-backs will sign or trade one lefty. Well, they will sign or they will get a lefty by the end of the preseason. Major major league, not minor league. Uh, yeah, I, said that. I I really said that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I I think so. By lefty, you mean a lefty hitter or a lefty yes, pitcher? Yes, my bad. That's yeah. My so bad. so left-handed hitter or a left-handed pitcher, um, and uh, which I love this. This is an ingenious prediction. You're 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 baking, and they have to be, they have to be signed. They have to doesn't have to be signed. They could be traded for. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they just they need to be. Um, on, we'll say they need to be on the forty-man roster. They have to be forty-man. They have to be put on the forty-man roster. Um, so like, obviously the D-backs just signed Tucker Barnhart, who's a lefty. They just signed Logan Allen, who's a lefty. But now there are those guys that are on the forty-man roster. Yes. Those are minor league signings. They need to be. Um, it needs to be. He needs to be a major league player. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yes. That is what I'm Perfect. Saying. All right. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give that one a single. I think there's a fairly good chance that happens, um, but but still still unlikely, uh, yeah. certainly. But uh, yeah, uh, I think I think that's a good one. That's right. You just said that. So we're gonna so we're gonna uh, move on to my second prediction. My second prediction that I'm gonna make is the D-backs will acquire at least two players 
uh, on major league major league contracts. By major league contracts, I don't literally mean major league. I mean they're going to be two players who need to be added to the forty man roster uh, the day that they are acquired. So they'll acquire at least two more players to add to their major league roster uh, before opening day. And I'm going to say, I actually feel like this one is probably a single as well, just like yours. I think there's a, I wouldn't say, I, I still think it's a less than 50% chance, but I, I think there's a, it's a, you know, a, like a 40, 60 chance that they sign two more guys. I think there's, they're obviously going to sign a bat. There's too much chatter about them uh, signing a bat to not sign a bat. Uh, and then it, it wouldn't surprise me if they add a veteran reliever, a, a good solid catcher, uh, someone, someone more reliable than Tucker Barnhart, uh, or a fifth starter. I wouldn't be surprised by any of those by any means. So, uh, yeah, so that's my, uh, that's what I have to say. I really do. Uh, so next up, your third and final prediction. I, I like this one. So, Lourdes Curiel, my your, boy. Your boy. He will have 27 home runs at the end of 2024. Now, he had, I think, about 25 home runs at the, at the end of his last season. So this will be a career high for him. This would be and, a career high. Yes, this would be a career high. Definitely, definitely. Um, and, you know, as we've discussed... Did he really say that? He, he's your boy. And, uh, and I, I think, uh, I think he, this is achievable. I don't think it's likely. And so for this one, I, because it's, he's a 30-year-old, 30 31-year-old player, uh, and he's never accomplished this before, I'm definitely going to say this one's a home run. Yeah. I, ironically... A, ho a home run prediction is a home run. Uh, so I, <laughs> I think uh, I think that's awesome. I would, going for. If if he does that, uh, the D backs are really going to have a monster middle of the lineup. They are going to put up good runs unless he is doing it because he's selling completely out for power. And if he his, does it, I'm going to style my hair and dye it purple. Yeah, you are. I mean, you might do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's awesome. So. Um, all right. So my last, my last prediction, uh, for our, uh, for our inaugural, did you really just say that, uh, you said this game. Before. Yep. And so this is it going back to the zips productions once more. I actually believe zips didn't put this in there, but I think that Jordan Lawler will finish the 2024 season with more plate appearances than Geraldo Perdomo. Oh uh, God, he just said that. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to come in and uh, he is going to light the world on fire in April uh, at AAA. And he is going to force his way into that starting role, which at shortstop. And let um, the only way that I don't see this happening is if Geraldo Perdomo comes out on fire himself at the major league level at 24 years old he might but man his bad ball metrics just do not look good uh perdomo i mean and uh i you know he's he's a good solid shortstop uh, uh on the defensive side but he really is best suited as a utility infielder and you know i i think that there that this projection this prediction is probably a home run because I actually don't think that this will likely happen, <laughs> but uh, I want to predict it because I'd love to see it. If it if Jordan Lawler finishes the season with more plate appearances than Aldo Perdomo, that means the D-backs have their two uh, pros former prospects, now MLB studs in their lineup in Corbin Carroll and Jordan Lawler the two-headed monster in the lineup that we will get to see for years to come. And that's going to be so much fun. So I'm doing this one just because I want to will this into existence. I want to see Corbin Carroll and Jordan Lawler on the field together, just crushing it, putting up three-win seasons. Four, you know, Lawler put up a three-win season as a rookie if he gets enough playing time. And, and Carroll doing his 
four slash five win season again uh sort of thing and man it would be great uh what an exciting season if jordan lawler came 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 out in 2024 on fire and uh came up to major league baseball and didn't skip a beat this time um yeah so what do you think would that be is that would you agree i mean i mean i i feel I I agree with the home run. I would say it's a third 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 base, but I will go with the home run for now. But I actually think Perdomo's a lock for probably 450 plate appearances this season, and I think Lawler's probably more likely to get 250 to 300. But uh, I want to see this happen, so yeah. that's my prediction. Uh, Jordan Lawler, he will get more plate appearances than Geraldo Perdomo in 2024. And again, if that happens, it's going to be a good season. So, uh, yeah. He just said that. He really said that? Yes. Okay, so that's it. That's our inaugural uh, game of, did you really just say that? I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, I, I know I enjoyed it. It's really fun coming up with predictions. I'd love to hear what you guys think of it. And uh, again, if you're ever interested in joining us on, uh, did you really just say that in the future, uh, uh, future episodes, um, we're probably just going to do going forward. We'll do one episode. Of, we're doing those two episodes a week. And one of us, one of them is going to be, uh, more kind of like what we did in the first half of the show where we discuss a, a few topics, uh, popular topics of the day. And then the second show, we'll maybe start out with anything that we miss, clean up things that have come up. And then we'll do we'll do the, uh, did you really just say that? We want to turn that into a weekly game because that game's so much fun, uh, so much making fun. those predictions. It's going to start being even better once we start having predictions come off the board. Um, yeah, and we and we get to see the he really did just say that session, um, <clears throat> and if they're coming true, and uh, he really just do he really just did that. He really just <laughs> did that. Um, so yeah. Uh, other than that, where can all the people find us, Phoenix? Uh, well, as you said in the like first minute of the of the show, you can find us on Spotify, uh, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. Um, iTunes. Uh, yep, right iTunes. Any any podcast player. Yeah, any podcast. You can player. search us up, nerding on the D backs, and uh, yeah, and I don't think you need to know that if you're watching this right now, but just in case, Sp you know. hey, smash that like, leave us a review uh, on your favorite podcast player, uh, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on TikTok and Twitter. We'd love to have you uh, chat with us about any of our opinions. Let us know what you think of the show, and uh, with that. I'm Dad slash Chris. And I'm Son slash Phoenix. Um, and I want to bid you adieu. What? Adieu. Uh, adieu. All right. Oh, you don't have a you don't have a Christmas thing on. No. Anymore. No. 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 No jingle bells. No jingle bells. No jingle bells. <laughs> All right. Cut that. Cut that. Well, well <laughs> you know what we will give you is our outro. So yep. have fun with that. All right. Bye. Goodbye. this? No, go ahead. Oh, uh, can we start over? <laughs>